You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, but once I wondered if I was ice cream. Um, I was standing in my fifth grade classroom at U.S. Grant Elementary School in Colorado Springs when I first remember having the thought, who am I? All of us fifth graders were supposed to be making collages that expressed who we are. And at the top of each student's board read the words, I am, and we were provisioned with magazines, glue sticks, and safety scissors, as if armed with these things, we could create an image of our true identity. And the boy next to me was quickly filling his board with pictures of trucks, and I thought, wait, he's not a truck. He just likes trucks, but is that who he is? At the time, I had only a single picture on my own board. It was from a Baskin-Robbins ad. And then I thought, am I just ice cream? (laughs) I puzzled about this for so long, in fact, that I never filled my I am board out beyond the single picture of a mint chocolate chip cone. I feel like the consumerism and individualism in our culture colludes to convince us that we are our preferences, that we are what we consume, that our tastes and opinions constitute our identity. In some ways, it feels like I've tried to metaphorically fill out my Who Am I collage every day since then, cutting out large images from magazines and gluing them on my metaphorical I am board, only to look back on myself later and think how wrong I was because now I'm different. Like there's that embarrassing 18 months I thought I'd really fit into the Grateful Dead scene and I didn't. And still other times in my life, it feels like my identity is wrapped up in my political associations or professional position or ideological leanings, or I think of myself as a collection of my wounds, or I think of myself as whatever it is everyone else thinks of me. So who are we? And where are our lives leading? Well, beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. That's what our epistle from today said. We are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. Which I think is a more theologically eloquent way of that coffee mug saying, be patient, God's not finished with me yet. I witnessed a powerful example of this yesterday. See, four months ago, I sat with eight of my wild and holy friends on the floor of a retreat house while we prayed for each other for an hour. And I'm a pray with my eyes open kind of girl. And so I watched these women 
as we took our concerns and our sorrows and our hopes for each other to God. And I watched my friend Nishal, one of the fiercest, most powerful preachers I know, sit on that floor and just absolutely weep. She'd left a job everyone thought she was crazy to leave, a job which had become her identity in a way that didn't fit who she was anymore, and she did not know what was next. And the stress and the sadness and the fear of that not knowing spilled out of her in sobs. What she would be had not yet been revealed. And then yesterday, four months later, she stood in another circle of women praying for her. But this time it was in Sisters Chapel on a historically black women's college campus in Atlanta. And again I watched, eyes open, I watched as black womanist scholars and pastors laid hands on my friend Nichelle, installing her as the dean of the chapel at Spelman College. And I wept because I saw how tears lasted the night, but joy came in the morning. Her tears four months ago were not a mistake, and they were not optional. They were tears of preparation for who she is now today. Beloved, we are children of God now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. In our gospel text, the resurrected Jesus points his friends away from who they were and toward who they would be. And he doesn't do this by waving some magic wand of self-improvement or manifestation. I actually saw a meme this week that's like, is it manifestation or is it just white privilege? or the power of positive thinking. He does it by reminding his followers that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Like he was rising from the dead just to remind them that they will be changed too. That who they are is not who they will be. Repentance is about being changed because you see things differently now, because you're thinking new thoughts and forgiveness of sins, I mean, kind of the thing that got Jesus killed in the first place. He kept telling people their sins were forgiven. He kept grabbing their bill and writing paid at the top. Forgiveness of sins, the thing where Jesus dares to say that God's ability to redeem us is always stronger than our ability to mess everything up. Forgiveness of sins, the fact that the thing I did that I'm so ashamed of is not held against me. It does not even come to God's mind. Who I was yesterday is not who I'm destined to be tomorrow. And to this day, we, his followers, proclaim repentance and forgiveness. Here we confess that our true identity, our original self, that which God is uncovering inside of us, is not revealed by staying the same. It's not revealed by never taking in new information. It's not revealed by stubbornly insisting you don't need forgiveness. Who we will be has not been revealed, but the path to it is made through repentance and forgiveness. It should be noted, given the course of Christianity, that Jesus didn't say moral arrogance and blinding certainty is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations. He didn't say America first and protecting the powerful is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations. And just to be clear, he didn't say smug liberalism in farm-to-table dining is to be proclaimed <laughs> in his name to all nations. No. It was repentance 
and forgiveness. In other words, having your mind changed and being freed from the burden of your shortcomings, change, growth, wisdom. Beloved, we are children of God now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. I cling to this hope. I cling not not to some delusional idea that everything will be better, that life will only get easier and never harder, that bad things won't happen. No, I cling to the hope that I am known in my true form by the God who knit me together in my mother's womb. And next to that, every identity I cut pictures and paste on my I am board is ultimately meaningless. Especially the parts I hate, but even the parts I like. I cling to the hope that the me who God loves is the me that isn't wearing makeup. I cling to the hope that God's work upon me leads to repentance and new thinking. I cling to the hope that forgiveness is real. I think that this same hope is why the hemorrhaging woman reached for the hem of his garment. She trusted that what she would be had not yet been revealed. She knew there was more for her, more than illness, more than impurity, more than alienation. Hope is why Bartimaeus, the blind man, cried out when people told him to shut the hell up already. He knew that who he would be had not yet been revealed. He trusted that his voice was hearable to the one who created it. This hope is why the woman who was described as being a sinner of the city busted into a perfectly respectable dinner party and covered Jesus' feet with scented oil and her own strong tears and wiped his feet with her hair because she knew her designation was not her destiny. Same with me. Same with you. We're more than our designations more than our preferences, more than our ideologies, more than what our families say we are, more than what society says we are. We are more than what we say we are. No board of compiled images and associations and preferences and ideologies and messages can ever portray who we really are in our original beauty as God's children. Not even, and this is hard to believe, but not even a picture of a mint chocolate chip ice cream cone. So siblings in Christ, hear again this word from 1 John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know God. Beloved, we're God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed What we do know is this, when it is revealed, we will be like God, for we will see God as God is. And all who have this hope in God purify themselves just as the Son is pure. The word of the Lord. 